This episode of Rated was brought to you in part by the new Home Network original series, Property Fathers, premiering in summer 2020. For a sneak preview of this brand new show, following neighboring Italian dads flipping homes for new homeowners, stay tuned to the middle of our program. Hey guys, Rick here, and unfortunately, I'm not joined by my buddy Dean for today, but don't fret, because making his rated podcast co-host debut is our best friend, John. John, wel- welcome, bud. Thank you. I, I'm so excited I had the woo. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> it was a good woo. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You guys are, you know, Dean and Rick are some of my best friends, so, you know, this is really exciting. I've wanted to join on this podcast for a long time. And uh, now to be a, uh, you know, what I hope to be a permanent member. Wow, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, you, you guys, you know, if, you've, if you uh, cross platform here, you'll recognize my voice from the Winning Ticket podcast and some other stuff that we've done. Um, and I, uh, joining Rated is a lot of fun because I get to join my friends. But we get to, you know, address some pop culture things, some new things in the media, um, new shows, new movies, uh, new, new technology um, and I, you know, it's fun to analyze some stuff and, and to, uh, give, give some good recommendations or tell you to stay the fuck away from them. You know what I mean? I, I honestly, <laughs> I gotta tell you, Rick, like, I, I think many, many people perceive me as a nice guy and, uh, you know, uh, I like, I like that perception. I'll totally you are, go with you that. You are a nice guy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm planning and it starts with today's show. I'm planning. If I really don't like something, man, I'm going to fucking eviscerate it. And so I like, I, I'm I'm throwing away the nice guy act where warranted, uh, and I really want to like I want to hit with some hard analysis. So like, call me so out of character. Call me like the Simon Cowell of this of this panel here. Oh, I'm wow. I'm I'm ready for it, dude. It's a it's a total heel turn. I understand, but like I I really can't wait to to talk about stuff with you guys because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be so fucking good. Wow, I, I'm you know I was excited before we started recording, but I'm even more excited now because uh, a lot of the shows and stuff that me and Dean have talked about for the most part have been um, generally positive reviews. Like we Mm -hmm. haven't really been uh, super low on anything yet, but based on what you've just said and what I know (laughs) I'm going to say, we're going to be very harsh (laughs) on our, on the show we're going to be talking about today. And for those of you who know John in, in, um, in your personal lives, he's the type of guy that when you, he comes over to your house and he talks to your mother and then he leaves, your mom's like, wow, I love John. He's so <laughs> nice. He's, he's great. He's I appreciate like nice, that. He's like the nicest guy we've ever met. You're really lucky to have friends like John. And, <laughs> and I'm so happy that you're doing the full heel turn. Heel turn, man. <laughs> and you're, gonna, you're just going to just wreck this show. And, and I'm so excited because, yeah, a lot of the shows are we're giving recommendations. And like you said, you know, I think this is going to be one I'm going to tell you, stay the fuck away. <laughs> that's right. Stay. That's right. That's I can't wait to get into it. Uh, before before we go into the show, I know. Uh, thank you, but I, I'm feel so flattered to hear that. By the way, um, everyone should strive to be somebody like that and just be critical. My thing with with being critical on the content that we watch is so many companies, Rick. They push their fucking shows in your face. They stop your YouTube videos. They interrupt your radio, your TV. You sit through previews at the movies that, like, you know what? You're gonna spend all this time and money to get me to watch. And when I do, and I don't like it. Or even if I do like it, like I'm gonna be passionate about it. We're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make it goddamn hurt. Like that. Yeah. That's, that's my philosophy behind giving like the best kinds of criticism. 
where it's not just, eh, I, I don't know if I like this. It's like, let's, let's, let's break it down to the, to the smallest parts. One thing I kind of wanted to start with, this is, this is a little different. Um, I know we, you guys usually start the show with kind of some odds and ends, some like new and mm-hmm. noteworthy things. I, did you happen to see anything dealing with the PS5? You know, I very briefly, I did. Yes, okay. I saw, um, I don't remember where I saw it, but I did see one um, video, like release trailer, I guess you could call it on okay. Instagram. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't watch it it's in its entirety because I, the majority of the video that I, I did watch, it was just kind of previews of the games that will be coming to the console right. I guess in 2021 or maybe yeah. holiday 2020. Something like um, that, yeah. But I, I did see uh, pictures of the console. Um, I actually saw uh, like a teaser trailer for NBA 2K21, which looks ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was a. It was was it a trailer with Zion, right? And it he was, was just kind of dribbling. That was, and they put in the text in that trailer in the bottom right. It that was like the alpha build of the like the engine that it runs on. And I gotta mm-hmm. say, it it looks incredible. It told me yes. n- it told me zero about the game, but <laughs> it, yeah, it looks. It's just you know some kind of retooled like be a baller mode or something like that. Uh-huh. And, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, they, Sony just did a kind of a big reveal this week. Cause I think this was the week typically where there's E3, um, the Electronics mm-hmm. Entertainment Expo. And a lot of the big, uh, you know, Microsoft, Nintendo, a lot of the big, big companies do kind of like a, like you said, like a preview of, of what's to come. And so Sony unveiled their PS5. Um, the design has gotten mixed reviews so far. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see it, Rick. I have actually. Okay. Um, what do you think? Just I, just I, looking I, at it, what do you think? Super cool. I super think. cool. Cool. Okay. I think it's super cool because um, it's it's got this like a uh, modern, sleek, futuristic feel. Like yeah. It, it you know they they call each um, iteration of the company's console like the next generation, and this just feels like a next generation right? console, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I, I currently have the Xbox One, um, at which I love. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited though for the for the new generation because I'm not someone who's loyal to a specific brand. I kind of sure. just pick whichever one I prefer when each generation comes out. I had the PS2 prior to this and stuff. So wow, so um, you so you really you you waited a long time to get it, you yeah, know, to the next generation. But um, I've seen pictures of the next Xbox. What is it? The Xbox. One X or so, what is it called? Um, oh man, to be honest remember. with you, I should know this, but I, yeah, yeah, we should. But the next Xbox, it's not that attractive. It looks like a giant like black cinder block. Yes, that's what I've been seeing too. I'm just like, what? I feel like the Microsoft has been. Uh, I think it's called Series X, by the way. That's what it's called. Yes, yes. Um, Microsoft ever since the first ever Xbox with that the fattest controller, the 600 pound life version of Oof. a console controller. They've just not, they've never quite nailed the, the design of their, of their things. Right. I was never a huge fan of the Xbox 360 look. I know some people really loved it. I thought the, the white, I didn't like that color and the gray. Um, I didn't like the, you know, the red rings of death 
and and that yeah. kind of lighting system. I just I just thought it was an ugly console. The Xbox itself was ugly. The Xbox One was just pretty much a giant like black toaster. And this new Xbox Series X, yeah, you're right. It looks like it looks like a giant cinder block. I yeah. Mean, what, I mean, what the hell? Um, on the opposite side, I do like the PS5's look. I think it. someone, uh, uh, there's been like, of course, countless memes, like uh, someone turned it into, I don't know if you remember Kaiba from Yu-Gi-Oh, turned it into like his vest. I have oh to send God. you a picture of it. It's actually hilarious. And people have called it like the the Wi-Fi router. Like they put it literally oh, in the center of the God. room and show like the Wi-Fi, like three bars on top. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of does. Um, I like the white. I do like that color. I like the blue. Uh-huh. Sony has always had a really cool, I like the blue and black kind of color scheme that's, that's been started ever since really the PS2. Sony's uh-huh. usually kind of hit it out of the park. And these consoles compared to Nintendo, right, are not like, you know, Nintendo seems, I don't want to say gimmicky because that kind of insults what they're doing, but Nintendo consoles have always been designed by what can this machine do now? And certainly that happens with the Switch. Yeah. Um, but to kind of to put a, a, a bow on all of this, uh, the PS5 was um, was announced. They still didn't put a, an official release date or a price point. That's going to be big. And then they showed a slew of game trailers, Rick. And to be honest with you, I think when I was younger, I maybe overlooked some of the flaws in these game trailers. Because when you're watching an hour-long series of game trailers, call me an old man, Rick. They're all the fucking same. They're the yeah, same. They're they the are. right. They're the same. It's always about like in a world turned to darkness, and it's and it's like they yes. show right. It's like it's and, always like something mysterious, ominous. We don't see the full picture. Oh, what's you going be on here? The hero. Yeah, right. It's yeah. it's like the same thing over and over again. And like the dark sci-fi war games all have the same palette. And then of course you have like they announced a Sackboy game. They announced this game. It's called I think it's called like Bug Snacks bright and colorful men you know mm-hmm. i i think it skews on the younger audience and like th- like those have a style too that's really like everything is just so i think we just live in a world rick where so many people in those companies are afraid to take big risks and mm-hmm. like these trailers do just that and my big problem this is why i'm kind of like i'm ranting about it right now is mm-hmm. that you know you're trying to convince me to buy a console and in order to do that, what are the games that are on it? And essentially, I'm seeing that most of these games are the exact same fucking thing. Yeah, so, yeah. so what am I getting the console for? And I don't blame Sony specifically for this. I think this is all, you know, Nintendo has their IPs, which I'm huge, huge fans of. And, and, and so, do, so does Microsoft and Sony, too. They have their own exclusives. Like, I know they showed off uh, the, this new Spider-Man Miles Morales game, which looked great. Uh, mm. Horizon, uh, Ratchet and Clank uh resident evil those you know those franchises stand the test of time but the rest of these games are trying to enter the fray and even the franchises that are returning gotta step up your trailer game i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of yeah. done with looking at the same trailer i'm sorry i rant this is a big rant no, no, to no. start the show but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm i'm with you but just while we're on this subject then yeah this just to be like the devil's advocate for them because i'm i'm with you like they do all kind of okay. the same and and it's I want you to be my devil, man. It's, just, it's, just fucking hit me with it. It's rare and, and, and almost never happens where you see a trailer and you're like, oh my God, like I freaking need this game, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but what if these companies are kind of just going with the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, let's just keep doing what we've been doing. People are going to buy it. Like it's, I know they're not taking any risk and nothing. There's no wow factor, I guess. But 
I mean, at least from their point of view, I guess if it's working, right? Like why change it? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And hey, like I don't work in the industry. The, obviously these people who get paid, I don't know how much money to market these things mm-hmm. know a heck of a lot more than I do. And if it sells, it sells, right? I mean, if all you have to do is just throw up Call of Duty and then the, you know, the next subtitle and, and have a little splash screen for it and that sells, then fucking fine. I just think that I, I, I've always been a proponent of video games as being an artful medium. Mm-hmm. And I think that the industry has looked to uh, Hollywood because a lot of their trailers are now like pretty much Hollywood movie trailers. Yes. Um, for each one of their games. So I just want, like when you play a Bioshock type, when you're like, yeah, that game is fucking, that is awesome. Like yeah. that is the bar. I just want to see that being topped more and more and more, which mm. could still be done despite the trailers. I just think the whole trailer thing, when I tell you, Rick, I, there's some games, I, I watched three trailers in a row and I could not tell you the names of either of them because they all look <laughs> So that's just me. Like I said, I might be, might be a curmudgeon, but no, I, I, I wanted to bring you. that up. No, I, I'm with you. I guess because when you, you see the, the new generation come up, you, you want to see the, something that really wows you and gets like your jaw to drop and maybe right. that maybe didn't get us there. Also, kind of hard to beat the bar that Bioshock hit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, we, talking about the godfather of video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we could dream, right? Yeah. But anyway, it, moving on, because I know yeah. a lot of times we talk about um, like TV shows and movies more specifically, although I'm mm-hmm. very happy we touched on, on video games because we, we've done that very little so far on our show. Um, what, uh, what are you watching right now, dude? What, what's, uh, what are you tuning into? So um, I've been trying to watch, I know you guys recommended last time on the show, um, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Um, that, that was something that was put on my radar. Um, I'm a huge animation fan. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about that in, on future episodes. And I'd never seen Avatar before. So I was really, really excited because it, it, it's one of those few shows. It's still in the top 10 on Netflix, by the way. It's been yeah. on for a couple of weeks. It's a show that clearly has stood the test of time. I haven't heard people say a bad word about it. And shame on me for taking so long to get to it. Um, so I've, I've been watching that. I'm in the middle of the first season. It's great. The, the show is funny. It's dramatic. It's kind of like everything you'd want in a show. It has animation, which I love. So that's a plus for me. And it's just funny looking back. Uh, and I know we've had this conversation in the past where like, I think about like this used to be a, the block on Nickelodeon would be like SpongeBob, uh, fucking fairly odd parents, mm-hmm. yeah. this, and then like, uh, you know, fanboy and chum chum, like, like <laughs> what? Like that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. it's awesome that Nickelodeon took a risk on this. Obviously, uh, Eastern anime is not as popular here mm-hmm. in the States. And this is definitely like a chip off that old block. And I'm really enjoying it. It's definitely a tamer anime for sure. There's not a whole lot of blood and guts and cursing, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, that's what I've been mainly watching. Um, and truthfully, too, I, I, you know, suffice to say there's a lot going on in the world um, with the Black Lives Matter movement and you know, other, other political and social movements going on right now. So I've been um, watching um, the... Khalif Browder story. It's called Time on Netflix uh, about the the poor guy who was in Rikers Island for a crime he never committed, uh, and just this this really like upsetting story. And I also watched Thirteenth, um, which was about the Thirteenth Amendment, directed by Anna DuVernay, and uh, that goes over a lot of the systemic racism problems that that take place in our criminal justice system. 
Um, and I think those two specifically are, are worth a watch, um, you know, because it's just, I think we have so much to learn on this issue um, that I think our education system failed to teach us. And these are adult um, captivating ways to really get the message across that, hey, this is a huge problem and we need to work to get better leaders in order to fix it. Um, so, so really a, a disparity of, uh, not disparity, just a range of different things that I've been watching. Um, how about you, Rick? Uh, well, uh, I've, I've also started Avatar myself. Um, nice. I'm actually surprised to hear you say you haven't seen Avatar in, until right now. Um, right. Cause that seems like right up your alley, like a Nickelodeon, like it's a good show. I'm, i I thought you would have seen the whole thing already, but it, I, um, I would think that too. I was the guy that, like, after Fairly Odd Parents and oh, this is Avatar. It wasn't cartoony enough for me. That's uh-huh. when I would like flip over to like Chowder on Cartoon Network or something. You know, like uh, I I like Chowder, but <laughs> Chowder, <laughs> I personally like I like Chowder. So you know, I I can't I can't say I blame you. I probably did the same thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I'm with you too because you said uh, at the same time like you've never heard anybody say a bad thing about it. And really, and neither have I. I I've, not only have I never heard anybody say a bad thing about it, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, oh, like, you know, it's okay. Like, I've always heard people say like, oh, wow, it's like really good or like, yeah. I loved it or I, I know so-and-so watched it and they loved it. Yeah. And it's, it's something that it seems everybody loves when they watch. Um, you know, it, it's not the type of show that I'm into personally but uh everybody f- loves it so i thought i'd give it a try i'm only like i think three episodes in but i like what i've seen so far yeah. um i haven't seen time or 13th but i've i've seen a lot of people on facebook and social media highly recommend it um especially mm-hmm. with the black lives matter movement going on right now and everything mm-hmm. that goes along with that um it probably is a, a good good watch especially right now yeah uh, and the only other thing that i've been watching i I've been trying to watch um, a bunch of the shows that we have going on for our best shows of the decade. It's kind of difficult to watch all of them. So that's why the delay, sorry, listeners, we're, we're getting to it. I promise. <laughs> only so many um, hours in a day. Yeah. There's only so many hours <laughs> in the day and like, there's, you know, six seasons of like 20 <laughs> episodes each at like right. 45 plus minutes. Like, you know, I have to like make myself dinner sometimes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing I, I kind of just like watched started turning on as like a, almost like a background show was Hannibal. Hannibal just got added to Netflix and um, Dean and I have on multiple occasions talked about um, looking up shows that and lists uh, for best shows of the decade. Cause we were trying to determine what shows we would watch and have in our own brackets. Mm -hmm. And Hannibal was one of those shows that was consistently um, on the top half of best shows of the decade. And um, I never really knew anyone that watched it. It actually only lasted three seasons. Um, it just didn't have the, the, the ratings really. It's just one of those cases of a great show that just didn't have the following. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this I've, is, I've, I've never seen this. Sorry to interrupt you. It, this is, I'm assuming based on Hannibal Lecter character from the Sons of the Lambs, right? Exactly. Played okay. by Madge Mickelson. Those of you probably know him as Le Chief from Casino Royale. Oh, wow. Okay. All yeah. right. So I you, find it. You, yeah, you know the face now, right? So it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's pretty good so far. I've only seen like two episodes, but I, I'm going to get more into it. But that's really what I've been uh, cool. 
I've been watching it. But any anything else, John? Or that's kind of covered it. In, uh... That that's kind of what's what's been going on with with me. My wife and I got a new puppy, so uh, we've been. It's been TV watching when we can and puppy watching literally every other hour of the day. <laughs> All right. That, well, that, that's, that sounds like a, a great time. Anytime you can spend a, spend time with a dog <laughs> a pup and, and the wife, it sounds awesome. Yeah. But what, what is also awesome, John is eviscerating the show we have to review yeah. for, for this episode. But before we get to eviscerating, I think we have a word from one of our sponsors. All righty. And now, a sneak preview of Property Fathers, coming only to the Home Network this summer. I'm Frank. And I'm Emilio. And together we make up the Property Fathers. Frank and I have been neighbors together for the past 20 years here in our hometown of Belleville, New Jersey. We both started this business due to our love of flipping homes. And your love of luxury items. Eh, fuck you, you fuck. In all seriousness, though, we flipped over 50 homes for our clients in our first year alone, and we're only looking to go higher and higher. Just cash us in action on one of our jobs. Hey, Frankie, we just got the living room done. Now we're working on the bathroom. Which bathroom? The one upstairs. What do you mean the one upstairs? What do you mean what do I mean the one upstairs? It's not the one that's downstairs. It's the one that's upstairs. That downstairs one ain't finished yet. We can't do the upstairs yet. Well, we already started it. Where's this fucking guy gonna fucking piss and shit if he's got no bathrooms in the house? Well, I thought the one downstairs was already done, you stunad. I'll show you stunad when I make your ears in the fucking roofing tile. Hey, fuck you! Fuck you. As you can see, we get on each other's nerves. A lot. But through it all, we learn that a house is a house, but a home is forever. I hate you sometimes, but then I fucking love you, I swear to God. Aw, oh, Frankie. Property Fathers, coming soon to a TV slash streaming service near you. Only from the Home Network. John, the show we're talking about today is Space Force. I know this is a show that has... You the booze. I, I might throw a, a boo drop in there. I you should throw a lot of a lot of booze, maybe a crying baby. Um, I don't know, some like old curmudgeon person is like, yeah, or maybe just you know like the sound of a fire alarm, which would mask the putrid writing on this show. A fire alarm, a nuke. But 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 continue. <laughs> anyway, a space force stars uh, Steve Carell, John Malkovich, and a host of other people. Um, it's a show that I think had a lot of hype and great anticipation yeah. uh, before its release. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think when you have a, a comedy starring Steve Carell, like everyone's just can't wait, right? And especially when it's released on Netflix. I don't know. I think shows being released on Netflix, they add a little extra more hype of anticipation, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And um I was super excited, as I'm sure you were as well. And this shit tanked. <laughs> it tanked. I smell the stink from over oh, here. Oh, like it is a, it's a, a mushed poopy in a baby's diaper. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just. It's, I know. I know. Our job here is to like find the words to say to describe this thing, and it's it's kind of dude. Tough. This yeah, this show sucked. 
<laughs> fuck you, Space Force. This, <laughs> fuck you. This, this show was garbage. This was, so, so like you were saying, Greg Daniels, Steve Carell, we all love them from The Office. Greg Daniels was the, was the showrunner there. He made a lot of the decisions about, you know, what the characters were and what the show was going to be. Steve Carell was hilarious, not just as Michael Scott, but in every movie he's been in. You know, I don't have to say much more about him. So the hype was real. They, they advertised the shit out of this. They advertised it on Netflix itself, on YouTube. And to be honest with you, the premise, it looked pretty funny because you think about, okay, Steve Carell's the general of Space Force. We're all kind of expecting a Michael Scott type character, right? Mm-hmm. The show starts, first of all, I think what was so charming about shows like The Office and Parks and Rec, because they were documentary style, is that like the cameras were always in like weird angles. They were hiding behind places. Yeah. A little crude. This dude, Rick, fucking Michael Bay was behind the camera. They shot this thing like a goddamn epic. Lawrence of fucking Arabia, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And, and th- just the cinematography was just, it looked like, it looked great. It looked great. But it was just not... I feel like they were going for like an avatar James Cameron type style and saying, Hey, we're talking about space force. We're talking about sci-fi. Let's give it that treatment to make it authentic. And in turn, they did that with the characters themselves, the dialogue they'd have with each other. It was very militaristic the way that they were talking. And I mean, I just don't think that works in, uh, to make the comedy style that we are accustomed to from them. So I was on board. I was hyped up for it. And then the first episode came and went Rick and I was, and I truthfully did not laugh. I didn't laugh. I didn't think Steve Carell was funny. Didn't have much to work with Lisa Kudrow, John Malkovich. Everyone's going John Malkovich steals the show, steals the scenes in this show. Are you watching the same fucking show as me? I, what, what is, I don't find John Malkovich funny. I'm angry, man. I was, I was so hyped for this. And I knew I was coming on this show to talk about this um, as my first like appearance officially. And I was ready to like, oh, let's dissect some comedy. Let's talk about what punchlines work and what setups are. And this is just like, it's tonally all over the place. It doesn't know whether it wants to be serious. It doesn't know whether it wants to be funny. It doesn't know. I really don't even know where it, where it wants to go. And it almost felt like it was like one of those really bad, like direct-to-DVD movies that you'd watch. But then an hour and a half would be over. No, this is a full season. It's still in the top 10 on Netflix. And there's rumors of a second season going on. And you look at reviews, most people are saying it's not too good. Um, they have mixed reviews. But then some people are like, this show's hilarious. Again, I ask you, what, what kind of sunglasses, rose-colored glasses are you fucking wearing? I'm just, I'm so pissed that this show is bad, Rick. Talk, talk me off the ledge. I know you and Dean, like, let, you know, you said there were things as the show went along that you liked. Episode two, right? There's, like, probably about $100 million spent on CGI for a dog and a chimp. And a oh chimp is the major plot point, right? Like, mm-hmm. dude, that was an episode I was watching. And I, and, and I had that, I had that, oh, God. I'm just going, like, what am I doing? Like, like it takes a lot for a show to get me there to say, what am I doing with my time? Why did I waste it? I watched it continuously for you guys. I would not have watched it for myself. I don't recommend other people watching it, but this one, the uh, episode two had this chimp plot where this chimp was in space. There was a satellite that the Russians fucked with 
and that they had to go uh, rescue it. And like that was a good half of the episode is literally Steve Carell and company standing, looking at a green screen and trying to make comedy out of a fucking chimpanzee, Rick. You have Steve Carell in this show and you give your comic gold to a chimp? It wasn't funny. I'm going to take a breather, man. I'm going to take a breather. Yeah, I, you, yeah, have a sip of water, you know, just have a seat, man. <laughs> Relax. Because no, I'll just, I, I'm going to take the baton from you and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just gonna continue on what you were saying. Because I think you made a really good point and specifically the, the episode two and even more specifically the scene with the chimp is the show doesn't know what direction it wants to go or what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't laugh once either. And I'll, I'll say this first for those of you who do have interest and want to watch it. The first two episodes are by far the worst and it gets a little better after that, although it's still not a good show after that, but it, it tries so hard to be funny, like especially early on and it, it just isn't, and it doesn't hit. And right. There mis- are, everything's a misfire. To me, everything, yeah. it's like, I get where, what you were trying to do with this character, this scene. And it's even like the, even um Ben Schwartz, uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. He's just a funny guy naturally. I didn't laugh at him either. Like what? Like it's just misfires, yeah. misfires. Now, he wasn't funny, but um, I will say his name is hilarious. They call him Fuck Tony. Do they really? So, <laughs> his name is like F- A little Tony's, funny. I'll admit it's a little funny. His, his name's F. Tony like Scaramucci or something. And they, they call him Fuck Tony. And that's the funniest thing in the show is that his name is Fuck Tony. But anyway. Funniest thing in the show called Space Force, right? Bra fucking Bo for doing that. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's rough too because, John, maybe you'll agree with me on this. Um, personally, I found the more um, like serious and emotional moments of the show to be the better parts of the show. I, okay. I feel like if they tried to not be as funny as they were trying to be and maybe made it a little more of a serious and an emotional show. I'd actually like it a lot more, mm-hmm. right? Steve Carell and his relationship with his daughter it, you know, and also his relationship with his wife, Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this guy who's, he's leading this new branch of the military that everyone thinks is a joke and they don't take serious. And he's trying to, you know, make it legitimate and make all the right decisions. So there's, I think there's a lot. That's of the room. synopsis, by the way. We probably should have led with that, but that's that's yeah. what that's what it's about. Yeah, and also side note for those of you who don't don't know, the Space Force is real. It's it's not a fictional like <laughs> branch of the military. It actually is a real thing. It's legitimate. My cousin is in the Space Force, <laughs> so it's it's real. But anyway, um, I bet it's a lot funnier than the show. Yeah, it, I'm sure it is. You know, but the scene with like the chimp specifically, like. Steve Carell is doing this like Michael Scott like yelling at the chimp, right? It's like the like the short like chimp, like grab the drill, grab the drill. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's, like it's it's not funny because you know he's like trying to be funny. He's like, grab the drill, all right. That's an order. And then they're like, it's a fucking CGI chimp. Like, god damn it. It's just it, that moment felt particularly childish. I think yeah. that's what it was. But then here's the thing. In a scene that was supposed to be like funny with Steve Carell yelling at this chimp, it actually got to a point where I actually like felt bad for the chimp. I'm like, (laughs) I felt, I felt sorry for him. Well, because like he's, 
he's a chimp who, I'm, without trying to give away too many spoilers, he's oh, originally... Give, give it away, dude. That's spoiler. Right. Well, okay. The, the chimp... <laughs> <laughs> just well, give it away like, destroy this right. show dude yeah, they don't they don't really deserve it. it's okay um <laughs> the the space force sends this chimp and a husky out into space for like a like a, a i don't even think it's a mission so just much, to like send test them, like testing purpose just to send right. them into space so they're left there to die the, right the dog and the chimp so they send them out into space left to die turns out they actually need this chimp to like fix a broken satellite so this chimp that is left there to die has to go out, throw a suit on, get a drill, do a spacewalk, try to fix a, a broken satellite. And he's like trying to take directions and it's taking really long. And like, it's, it's frustrating, but like this, this, this chimp is like almost like he's on the <laughs> precipice of being like the fucking hero here. Like he's almost like, he's like this close to right. saving the day. Right. And it, and it, and it, it doesn't go right. It goes awry. He actually ends up like floating into space away. And like, you're, you're like, Oh, I'm like that poor bastard. Right. <laughs> and it's, and that, that part is played for laughs. It is like, Oh They're shit. Not to... only did he fail, he's now careening off into space, inevitably going to die. So, so then it, it takes this, this like serious tone where like Steve crawls, like, yo, he was like, he was a hero. He was doing everything we asked him to yeah. do. We want him to get the highest medal or honor a freaking space chimp can get. Yeah. And then, like, they, like, turn on a camera in, in, the, sh- in the shuttle or whatever, and they find out it's just, like, a, a black and white furry tail floating, signifying that the chimp ate the dog. Yeah. Which, which I, think they di- I think they did for laughs as well. Yeah. But it's like, no, that's horrible. You left the chimp. To fucking die. So of course he's gonna eat the dog. Like what? As, God, as, this as, is so bad. As both dog owners now, like that's just yeah. not funny for anybody. No. Like I, it's, it, it was, yeah. The fact that we're even still belaboring a chimpanzee scene in a show with so many creative and funny people behind it says a lot about really what this show potential this show had and and where it missed. And normally. I, I, you know, I like to listen to both sides. I, when I was reading the positive reviews, I, it's just like I was trying to really understand what people were getting at. And for those of you listening out there and really like this show, I want to hear why. Because I really can't it – hasn't, it hasn't been comprehended by my feeble brain why this show got you to laugh, why this show got you to care, um, and, and how the show didn't disappoint you in some way. I think that it's kind of like the the cocktail of a flop, right? Is it looks big, uh-huh. expensive, you know there's an A-list team behind it and and really like nothing works. This this would get an F on its report card. This would get a didn't even put your name on the paper uh F on an exam. That's that's how like I think they really just missed it all. For me, Rick the writing is probably the worst thing because, again, it's totally all over the place. There's no consistency. And I hate to admit this because I do like Steve Carell, but Steve Carell is probably the next thing that's most wrong with this show, in my opinion. Um, and not just him as the actor, but his character. Um, there was a moment in the first episode, he had this little bit where he was just very like organized and he was making his bed while talking to his wife. Um, or waking up in the morning, something like that. And I'm thinking, oh, this guy's a neat freak. Like this, okay, like there's comedic potential in that. Now I only got through, I think I'm on episode five when I just gave up on it. 
did that even come back? Did they call that back? Did they call anything back in this show because it's so all over the place? No, right? Am I, answering, really, am I asking no. a rhetorical question? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's, yeah. it's strange, too, because he, he's the leader of a branch of the military, this brand-new branch of the military. So yeah. you're not, not only a, a leader in this branch, you're the first one. Like, yes. you're the guy who's, like – has to get this thing in order off the ground in yes. shape so like you're not just like another leader of the branch of the military you're like you're you have to get this like down pat yes. right so you would think that someone like this is like you were saying like a neat freak super organized disciplined right. like everything and he he has like moments like that but he also like borders on total buffoon yeah, where like which is is hilarious and funny in the show like The Office when you're like a small like Scranton paper company yes. like that's it works so well, but when you're the leader of the United States Space Force, it's it no it just it doesn't work. So like when you're you're like acting like like a dingus and yeah. and like you're supposed to be like you have people's lives at stake. It's right. it's like it's just, it doesn't work because like everyone around him is supposed to be super smart and well-qualified. Like everyone around him is like more intelligent and well put together than he is. And he's at the top of the food chain. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the, the character. So, so Steve Carell, I had a problem with him because he's clearly doing a voice and Steve Carell, when he does a voice is actually, I don't know if he's the best like voice kind of actor. It sounds weird to say that. Mm -hmm. You know, he, when he does Gru and Despicable Me, very, uh, I don't know what kind of voice he does, but like, it sounds like someone just making a voice up on the fly. And now yeah. when he's, when he's doing his Space Force character, he's just gruffer and, you know, and it, and it yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, hit my mic there. It doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. He, he's, he's putting on, he literally feels like he's playing a character instead of being the character, number one. And mm -hmm. the character that they crafted for him should not be the protagonist of this show. That's what I really think. The, the, the episode, uh, first ever episode opens with him addressing a very small room with a very small crowd that he's now accepting, you know, the head duty of Space Force, which that scenario is funny in and of itself, reveals everything you probably need to know in that one scene. Okay, this guy's a buffoon. Uh, no one cares about the Space Force. And it, he like... His character didn't really make a choice because at first he's like, all right, I'm dedicated to making this the best thing it can be. But then there's other scenes where he's like, oh, this is stupid. I know the Space Force is not taken seriously. So like he doesn't take it seriously. So it's like. I, so should I? <laughs> should I? As seriously, yeah, as, as, as you the audience. You might, you guys, it's funny because I'm, I'm like listening back to myself as I've been talking about this show. And it sounds like we're going in so many different directions. But it's really because there's just so there's so little that this show nails down and makes its own that it's it's hard to it really is a sinking ship and there are so many holes that we have to focus on plugging mm -hmm. it's like everything snowballs into the next yeah and because steve carell was not the right cast for this role because the character does not make definitive choices because the cinematography is top notch because the side characters now have to pick up the slack from the protagonist because we expected this to be a funny comedy from the creators of the office it's just 
it, it's just an ultimate, it's an ultimate drip of suckage. And you're just slurping that Slurpee, you know, waiting. It's empty. And you're just, you're waiting for something to happen, yeah. Rick. And I'm super like, size me. I just, yeah, supersize that fucking, that fucking Slurpee. <laughs> and it just goes, I, you know, I, I, I tend to watch a lot of comedies. Um, it's my favorite genre, that and animation. And um, I've seen really, we've all seen really funny comedians and it's just, it's just so disheartening. I hate, hate, hate watching bad comedy more than anything. I hate when someone goes, Hey, watch how funny this is. And then it's fucking not funny. Not even a little bit that like it, it creates a stir out of me that no other genre quite does. I mean, you could give me a drama where it feels kind of phony and, and hacked and I could get by it. But like when it comes to comedy, it's like, no, you have to get this right. It's a fucking science. You have to get the elements right. And I, I'm really trying to think, Rick, because I, I, I think we, we did eviscerate this show to high heavens. Something positive. I mean, anything else you want to say about Space Force um, in, in terms of just what it could be doing better or what, you know, what's not working before we maybe get into good stuff? Absolutely, actually. Okay. I, and, I, and I think you'll probably have a lot to say about this. Okay. And I don't think a lot of people talk about this. Um, is the supporting cast, right? Mm -hmm. In the show, for maybe a total of like three minutes each through the entire first season, is Patrick Warburton and Jane Lynch, who mm -hmm. are two big name... Yep like funny people yeah like they're they're Bonafide good actors funny like, people yep. yeah and they're 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 barely in the show they're not even used i feel like they're they're two people that you could have had just any joe schmo really play the part any like bit character actor but like if you have a guy like patrick warburton like not that he's like you know leonardo dicaprio or anything but like he he's someone who i, I think they misused i think they misused gene lynch too yeah. i feel like they could have not made them like main characters but if they gave them more screen time. I feel like there are yeah. people that could have elevated the show somehow. Um, but I, I, like, I'm with you. Like we, we kind of have gone in a, a bunch of different directions with the show, yeah. but that's because the show itself goes into a bunch of different directions. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'll, mm -hmm. I'll say for me personally, I watched the show because of Steve Carell. Right. And like, you've just been, you've said it all already, but like it's, it just, it didn't work. And yeah. because of that, the show didn't work. And I'm like, like I, I mean, I didn't come for John Malkovich. And I know you were saying people like said he, he stole the show. No, he didn't steal the show. It's just, he just, he didn't suck. He, he right. was, he that's, was, that's really what it is. Yeah. He, he was good. And everyone else was the drip of sewage. Like you were talking about right. the giant <laughs> slurpy cup. Everyone the drip, slurped the drip up of the, suckage. The drip of suckage. Yeah. And John Malkovich, he was actually like good, but I'm not giving him a gold star. Like, right. I yeah. mean, that's, that's ludicrous. Um, I think they could have just said fuck Tony a bunch more times just cause that's the funniest <laughs> part of the show. But, uh, and no more know. chimp, no more CGI chimpanzees. Let's just, yeah. Also Lisa Kudrow that. is, is like barely in the show. Um, yeah, she was in jail. Did we figure out why she's in jail? They never, they never tell you why she's in jail. Oh, wow. Rick, that is so surprising that they didn't explain something that I had many questions about. Wow. You're telling yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, Good. surprise. Good God. <laughs> I, she's, I think she's supposed to be in jail for like 40 years. 
So, um, what, what the fuck? Just what the fuck? Right. So, but Why? don't you think that's a great storyline that they could have explored? Like the when you're someone in such a high position of power, like the leader of the space force, you could kind of get away with almost anything unless like you're hacking off people's heads with a machete. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you could, you could like burn a house down. It could be like, Oh, that's my husband. And they're like, okay, well, we'll like, we'll slap on the wrist or something, you know? Right. Yeah. So she, she's, she's in the jail for 40 years. They never even like hint at what she might've done. Um, I think they could have either just not had her in the show or, or what I, I, I didn't really see the point of even having her in it. Not like she's not great or bad. Yeah. She's just kind of there. Um, like you were saying, it sounds like a lot of these actors were underutilized. Um, and I know that the saying goes that Greg Daniels shows he did the office. I'm, I'm I think he did parks and rec too. Um, they say that his first seasons are usually the weakest and that things pick up in the next season. Um, and watching, watching the office first season, I mean, it's, I'm sorry for everyone out there who think, you know, we might be making too many comparisons to the office, which might be seen as unfair. And I totally, I totally, totally get that. Um, and I'm not saying that space, I was never expecting space Force to be the office. They're completely, clearly completely different shows. Um, but within six episodes of the office, it was very clear what the plot was, who the characters were and where the show was going. And I just didn't, I didn't see that here. Um, and I'm curious, Rick, cause, cause did you watch the entire first season? You got through all 10? I did. Yes. Did it, so when you said it got better, see how hard that is for me to say? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did like, I'm just curious, like, did, did things become more defined? Was there more sci-fi elements? Were there more, like, was it funnier? Like, like what exactly did you mean by it got better? Um, well, the bar was super low. Very right? true. Yeah. Uh, when these, you go these... from zero laughs to two laughs, you're doubling your laughs. Or when you go from one laugh to two laughs. So you could say that. Exactly. But, um, the first two episodes, like I said earlier on in the podcast, were easily the worst. They're awful. They're trash. Okay. And I, and not that the show. I don't. Any, I don't even see even saying better is hard for me. But like, I guess it's not even that the show got better. It just didn't suck as much. Mm-hmm. And and I know it's kind of like saying the same thing differently. But I th- I just feel like after that from like episode three on it seemed to me like it didn't try as hard okay to garner a laugh like it seemed like the chimp scene where they were like trying really hard to get a laugh there's also the scene where he i don't remember what song he's singing but like he's like in his office and he's like yes, dancing uh, around kokomo and yes yeah and you that, that was and also I, painfully unfunny dude <laughs> you and i both know that that was meant to be a hilarious scene yes like, they're exactly. like exactly the writers, directors, everyone's thinking like this is gonna be so funny. Yeah, Steve. It was Carell. the cl- it was the climax of the episode too. Yes, I think yeah. the first one. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It sucked. And I didn't see a lot of that after. Okay. The first two episodes. Um. I do think it got a a little more defined in its like direction. I kind of feel like Steve. Carell was a little 
less of a buffoon. Okay. Um, he's to me, he's funnier if he's the neat freak who takes his job way too seriously, and then the rest of the characters can be buffoons. I think that yes. if he if they did that, and maybe they do by the sounds of what you're saying throughout the season. I mean, that's just such a stronger choice, and then you can feel for his plight because then he's an outsider in his own space force. I mean, like, this is, God, I just feel like this is not very hard to figure out. It's just, it was just, you know, I don't know what happened in their execution that they missed on all this stuff. Yeah, so there are, there are a couple other, like, um, things that I liked a little more in the later on se- uh, episodes of the season. Um, there's one specific scene that I actually really liked. I actually talked about this with Dean. Um, you know, privately, and I'll talk about it further on the show. But before we get into the the few, if any, positives on the show, yeah, I think we have another one of our ads from our from a sponsor, and then we'll get into yeah. Let's let's get the, that second ad up. The good, low on strength, drive, stamina, and energy. Maybe having a little trouble in the bedroom? Then call one eight hundred PP Bears for a free bottle of Cummy Bears. They're bad for her pooter, but great for your gravy shooter. Cummy Bears is an all-natural male testosterone booster that gets your cock as hard as a rock, so you've got a ready wang when it's time to bang. Cummy Bears is scientifically proven to boost male testosterone levels, significantly improving your strength, energy, and performance in the bedroom. Call 1-800-PP-BEARS for a free bottle of Cummy Bears, and your special someone will be calling you Cracho Man Randy Savage in no time. All right, awesome. Th- thanks, Rick. You said gummy bears or with a C? Uh, it's a C. I think we need some new sponsors. Oh, okay. Gummy bears. No, that's great. Gummy bears. Um, you know, uh, we have to work on getting some promo codes from them. But that sounds yeah. like a pretty good company. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't get Nugenics, so gummy bears is the best we could. Gummy bears is I, the best one. Yeah, you know, Nugenics has uh, Frank Thomas, and uh, well, gummy bears has us. And has- you know what? <laughs> Give it a try. Hey, it's a yeah. free bottle called right? Gummy Bears. They're here to stay. <laughs> um, but anyway, in, in, in terms of the, uh, the the good, one of the one of the things I really liked, like I I saw I, that I liked the um, the more serious and emotional scenes in the show more than the ones that were trying to be humorous. Uh, I liked the like his the development of his relationship with his daughter um, because like Lisa Kudrow's okay. in jail, so he's effectively like a single dad, and. He's trying to be a single dad who's moved with his daughter from DC, who's now losing all her friends and moving to Colorado. So she's kind of like a loner now. Mm -hmm. Um, And her mom's out of the picture and her dad is like the top dog of the space force. So he has a massive amount of responsibility, right? So it's hard for him to spend time with her and she doesn't really have anyone else other than him, at least right now. So the relationship gets a little strained. And, you know, there, there come a couple of times where like, Hey, like if I, if I need you, will you be there for me? And like, there's times where he says he will and he isn't, but then, you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's this, the relationship between him and his daughter, I think is one of the bright spots. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, not that it's like this most compelling thing, but it, it, mm-hmm. that I think helps lessen the sewage drip or <laughs> what, what was it? Was it the drip, the drip of the drip of suckage? The drip of suckage. Okay, I can man, that's got to be recurring. Yeah, the <laughs> drip bring of that suckage. Back. We need to actually. We got to have a drop, so uh, it'll it'll be like a like a poop, like whatever. The, yeah, okay, yeah, right. I, yeah. I, I can't like I can't like flick my cheek to make the drop of water sound. I can't either. We gotta, 
but we got to have a drip of suckage uh, drop anyway. <laughs> but um, there was this scene, John, I don't know if you've seen it, um, where they're, they're, they think there's a, a mole in the Space Force. I don't, I don't think I've seen that one. Honestly, I, man, I, you, you could have thrown, I could have been on screen during that, during that show and I probably <laughs> wouldn't have been invested. So. No, you're, you're right. So, but it, it was, it was nice because they think there's a mole in the space force and they're trying to figure out who it is or whatever. And they find out that uh, John Malkovich sends uh, like a highly encrypted email to someone. And they're like, they think it's strange. They suspect him of being the mole. So they go all into like the control room, right? With the giant like screen Mm -hmm. and they, they open up and they play the file in the email. And it's, um, it's John Malkovich singing, like playing piano and like singing a song to, I'm going to say his love interest. I don't think they're boyfriend or I don't oh, think they're dating, okay. but he, he it's revealed that he's gay or, or, okay. or is interested in men. Gotcha. And for, for some reason, Rick, I, this show would probably stoop down to like, Oh, ha ha. He's gay. You know, like, well, that, that's the thing. Cause this is why I wanted to talk about it in the positives. Yeah. It, it wasn't um, made fun of it. There was, okay. it wasn't, there was, it wasn't made light of. Um, it was actually kind of uh, refreshing actually that it was he was like out of his gay and it like wasn't a thing wow okay it, it, it was it much was respect like, then for, yeah. for that moment yeah he's doing he's, that I don't, I don't remember the song um but it, it i don't remember it's it, it's yeah. a, it was a beautiful song though and uh he's playing the piano he's singing into the camera and it's to one of the guys who's out in space like on the moon like gotcha for, for the for the project they're doing okay and everyone's kind of sitting there and they're like, they're uncomfortable. They're like upset because like he's been outed. And I don't think anyone prior to this knew that he was gay. And mm. like everyone's like sitting there like cringing that like this is happening. Like, and not that there was anything cringeworthy about the video is more just like that he's being outed in front of everyone. And Steve Grove yeah. did it. Um, but like the videos played, it happens. And it was, they kind of just like shrugged the shoulders and it was, it wasn't really about him being gay. It was more just about, okay, he's not the mole now. Like we know like he didn't do anything wrong. It's just sending uh, a song to his lover. And I I thought that was cool. It wasn't like, well, I can't get a, get a load of this queer ball or, or, you know, like, you know, it it was, it was, it was nice that it was just like, Hey, (laughs) gay people exist. He's one of them, whatever. And, um, I th- I thought that was nice. Um, yeah. Okay. In terms of the positives after that, <laughs> uh, runs it runs dry, right? The list the list is just yeah. Ain't so much more after that. They sucked up all the suckage. But uh, <laughs> I mean, do, I mean, do, do you? I know you're you're going scorched earth on this show, and rightfully I am so. Going, I am scorching the earth on this and, show, and, and, and rightfully so. But yeah. Just for fun, do you do you have one bright spot? Did like did somebody have like a nice mustache in the show you liked? Or, <laughs> or, right, or like right? Did like did somebody just like I, I don't know, fart and you thought it was fun? <laughs> I don't know. Did was hey, there dude, anything? I have to say, it is 
it's i'm usually not like this but it's it was really hard i really can't think of something that like i genuinely liked mm-hmm. um, yeah no i'm i'm with you because i clearly i'm struggling like i i yeah. i the, his relationship with his daughter i thought was nice and like the one john malkovich scene i thought was nice but like other than that like i i didn't I neither laughed out loud, right, nor had a moment where you know there's like there's humor with it's not laugh out loud, but you like smirk and you get the joke yeah. and you're like, all right, I I see what they did there, like I got that, and like it's it's more like an appreciative humor, yeah, right, like that didn't happen either, just didn't, and, um, right, non-existent, and, and it's, it's a shame, yeah, because like. It's it really is like an all star cast, right? Like it's yeah. like the, there's there's studs everywhere. So it I, it happens from time to time where you see like these. I remember movie forty three. That was another one that like it was just a tonally weird. It had a bunch of celebrities in it. It was like a series of comedy sketches. I don't know if you saw that one, Rick. I didn't see it, but mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard legend uh, about it it not being good. I'll say one thing. I know Steve Carell has like gone gray in his personal life. I kind of like the gray hair. That's yeah. it. Nice. That's and, my positive. And, nice. All right. So <laughs> and, I, I and just, yeah, I was, I was going to say just the one, I just want to say one last thing about why I think it, it is as bad as it got. Um, and that's uh, the timing of it. You know, we, we live in a world right now where everyone is pulled into different sides um, not just politically, but I think ethically, morally. And, you know, there are people criticizing our leadership, people who are in support of the leadership. And for a show to come out and kind of like lampoon America and patriotism and the armed forces, I just think like it's, I don't know how, it's just not the right time. It just, th- those things just aren't funny right now. Um, it needs to be, I think the comedy that's in right now is the bite size, scaled back, laid back. I mean, I mean, this is just a huge generalization, yeah. but I, I, I do think that, you know, in the, you know, the age of Trump that making fun of, I don't know, just certain members, the, the administration has already made jokes of themselves, you know, on national television and they seem to make goofy news somehow some way no matter what side you are affiliated with or or what you choose to believe in the fact that it's in the news and there's always something fucking wrong going on that's being reported on it makes this show and its premise a lot less funny because we see it in real life and in real life it's not funny so now you're you know even in a fake reality it kind of like you you could usually use that as a chance to parody real Mm -hmm. life but it's just it's just not – this is not the time to be reflective of the current administration because we're currently in it and we may be living it for a number of years. So yeah, now, that's I'm, just what I'm, I wanted to say about that too. So it might have been given an unfair chance. That's true. Yeah, I don't – I agree. I don't think the timing could have been any worse because there's a lot of stuff that, um, you know, about what's going on, at least in the country, could be like taken as a joke and like laughed mm-hmm. at and not in a good way, obviously, like you've been saying. And I don't think we need a show right now that's like making us seem like more of a joke than we already are, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say one more thing, and then we'll sure. we'll, we'll go to the mailbag. Okay. You said Greg Daniels is his name. Uh yeah. Okay. 
Um, you said he has a history of the first season of his shows not being so great and then getting better on. That's, that's from what I've heard, really. Okay. That's, well, like, that's a common thing. I will say I liked the way they ended the season. Um, I think the way they ended the season um, could lend to a pretty good second season. Okay. Um, I also feel that now that season one has been released – I think the writers, actors, everyone can kind of step back, take the feedback, the criticism, review what they've done, um, fix the mistakes, and really settle in in season two and, mm-hmm. and get the show on the right track. Yeah. So while I didn't like season one, you didn't like season one, we hated season one. Um, yeah. I, I, I like to put my faith in Steve Carell and some of the names involved. And I'm cautiously optimistic that season two can be at least enjoyable that that's fair that's fair i have i have a swiss army knifed this and swiss cheesed this uh this show here (laughs) i don't know all all my different gadgets i've found ways to fucking kill it so, See, I, I, I don't think that's right. I think you Texas Chainsaw Massacred it. <laughs> I chopped it down to smithereens. Um, but I, 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 could, I respect that, Rick, you know, the, to say that, hey, you know, these, you know, if there's a history where this guy usually gets it right, um, you know, I trust it. I trust the people behind it. And, and it, it, right, it isn't a movie. Usually a movie that's one and done, doesn't make a lot of money, doesn't get positive reviews, that's it. You put the kibosh on it. But this is a little bit of a different circumstance. So, um, do you want to go into our mailbag? We'll see what what uh, some some listeners have uh, sent to us, and then we'll go into our final rating. Yeah, let's get to it. All right, cool. So let me play uh, our first listener here. Hello, rated podcast. This is Cleavon Robinson talking to you. I am the senior head writer of the New York Times comedy column. What I saw with my own two eyes with Space Force has defied every sensation of my emotional being. When this show was set to vote on the humor ballot, it filled out an absentee one. I have laughed so little while watching Space Force, I might never laugh ever again. I don't know what to write in my review, because to write in my review would mean to give this show some form of substantial status, of which I cannot find, even if you put a gun to my throat and had me pull the trigger. Please tell me how and when Space Force will return Steve Carell, who is deliberately unfunny in Foxcatcher back into the Michael Scott dumbass that we have learned to love as an audience. And until then, I will drink from my wine collection and hope that the sweet kiss of grape-tasting death consumes me. I love your show. Okay. Wow. Uh, Jesus. Interesting. See, well, John, that man, a man after my own heart. I'll say that. What are you going to say? You and I, 
you and I have both like hated on the show, right? Yeah. I've hated on it. You've hated on it even more than me. He's hated on it even more than, than both of us. He's, he's ready to, to, to drink himself to death. That's, yeah, yikes. Um, I, might, I might say, what was it, Cleavon? Uh, save a bottle of wine for me, man. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm with you, but, you know, to be, I guess if you're, if you're, if you're writing for the New York Times, right? I mean, shit. Um, thanks for listening, number one. And, uh, you know, I guess your, your comedy, your flavoring, it's like, if if you're expecting a fucking like, uh, you know, grass fed beef patty, and someone hands you a fucking McDouble, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, piss on you, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's I guess that's what his his stance was. Um, he did say he loves the show though, so yeah, maybe he calls in the future. Um, and I, I hope things do get funnier for you in life. Don't be so uptight, man. You know, life life's too short. You know, just you gotta you gotta live your life. You gotta have fun. Um, for a humor columnist too. Ooh. Super cool. Um, all right, cool. So I think we have we have one more uh, uh, mailbag. Let me play that right now. Well, howdy do to y'all. This here is Chuck Everhart. And uh, I'm hearing a lot of talk about y'all trashing the Space Force. And I ain't about it. Or I'm tired of it, you hear? See, the thing is, what y'all gonna do when the aliens come? Okay? Call the Navy? What they gonna do? Swim? Out of here. Mm, please. But we need the Space Force. See? And this is a great show, too. I, I, I love it, you know? But Space Force is gonna protect us. See? Space Force and Jesus. See here, what the thing is now, if it's the Russians or the Chinese or the... Yeah, based on what I've seen in the show, they got the chimpanzees in the Space Force now, too. They got chimpanzees flying around. They got dogs. Thing is, you got to be able to protect us in space. All right? Satellites, rockets, meteors. What if, what if, what happens when the sun blows up? Hmm? How are you going to protect us when the sun blows up? People saying the sun's going to blow up. It's a star, damn it. Please. Talking to shit about my boss, Steve Carell. He's the leader we need. Anyway, love the show. Not your review, though. God bless. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, so thank you. Got a listener down south. Pretty cool for a couple of Jersey guys. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like, did he realize, he was, was he criticizing, we're not talking about the actual Space Force. We're talking about the TV show, the awful TV show. Um. Yeah. See that that's see that's where I was kind of lost too because I don't yeah I, don't, I think he thinks that the show is 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 the real thing is oh like, like the oh real like thing. a documentary almost I I don't I guess right I mean he I'll say this you and I he didn't really sound all that smart right well you know I don't want to insult the intelligence of our listeners mm. but okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he was, I'm sure he was smart in his own way. Sure. Right. Uh, just, just like this, just like the show, right? <laughs> but no, I, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to touch base with him. Maybe at, maybe at some point again to, to get a little, get a little clarity, but thank you. Thank you again, guys, for all your questions. Um, again, we didn't say this at the top of the show. You call 1-800-RATED. Uh, 
um, you're going to be uh, dispatched to us. Um, we want to do some live callers in the future, but um, you know, if you can't get up to us live, uh, you can certainly leave us a voicemail and then there's a chance it's going to get played on the show. So uh, yeah, keep, keep sending those around. We, we can't wait to hear more of them. Yeah. Love to hear from our listeners, voicemails, Twitter, the whole deal. But yeah. John, it is the rated podcast. And what we do here is we rate. Okay. So as your first official rating as a co-host of the show, normally what we're going to do is we're going to have you, myself, and Dean all here right. together. And we are going to rate it on a scale of zero to 33 gotcha. so that each of our scores will add up to, in this case, 99. But if they ended up to 99, we'll give it the bonus point for 100. Gotcha. But since there's only the two of us, we're going to rate ours on a scale of 50, and we'll add those together, see what it gets. Okay. I will give you the honor of okay. giving your first rating. I am so excited, and I think it's going to be lower than mine. It probably should be based on what you oh, said. Oh, yeah. It's going to be lower. I'm, I'm excited. John, rate it. I... My, I mean, if, if my stance on this show hasn't been clear enough thus far, I really don't like it. Um, do I dislike it enough to say that I hate it? I don't think it infuriates me, you know, where I'm going to be thinking about this days from now. It's just in the moment I'm heated because I was so disappointed by it. Listen, it's got some lovely actors. The cinema, like I said, the cinematography looks all right looks professional the show you know is not is not um like technically bad you know yes it's not yeah. it's not like unwatchable it's just the not production funny. value is good there you go production value is good it's just not funny mm -hmm. giving it a five rick five out Whoa! of fifty. Five out of 50 oh my god oh yeah oh this one's god. low oh yep i got it whoa Drip, that's it drip drip there is the i really dude i legit just justified in my head because i said five is probably too low and then i'm thinking about the whole time i'm just like i really don't i have nothing positive to say so so, so like why on. am i not gonna why am i gonna betray that this is a 2.5 out of 100 for you then like if we're just like stretching it out here this yeah. has to be one of the worst shows you've ever seen then it might be up there yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That's <laughs> might incredible. Okay. So you I hate myself too, because I, I do genuinely love Steve Carell and I love him and Greg Daniels in the previous work. I wanted to love the show, but it just, it, it is a, it is just the fucking to, to quote, um, Oh my gosh. Who is our, uh, who's the coach, the track coach fucking Kluznar? No, not Kluznar. Oh, my God, I'm blanking on it. Gleitzman, Coach Gleitzman. Oh, Gleitzman. When he talked about divers diving off a pool, he also, I guess, was coach of the swimming team. He talked about people diving. You have to be graceful like a swan, but when you don't do it correctly, you look more like a dying swan. This show, Rick, is a dying this, – this show is not only a dying swan, it is a dead swan pushed off the high dive execution Yikes. everything about it is awful i actually want to stop before i give it a lower rating than five 
Wow. That's <laughs> I, I I can't imagine we're gonna have a lower score given on this show. So this is this is really exciting. This is yeah. easily the lowest we've ever had. So I'm happy <laughs> about that. Um I'm gonna be I'm gonna be more generous than you. Um because I, I don't want to say it's the worst show I've ever seen. Still not good. Um out of fifty, I'm gonna give it a seventeen out of okay. fifty. So okay. 17 out of 50, you get a five out of 50. That would be 22. Wow. Out 22 of, out of a hundred. Out of a hundred. Wow. That's. Oh no. It really so- is. For, okay. So, so for those, for those who have seen the show, you already know whether you really like it or you really don't. And I feel like there's no real middle ground here, but for those who haven't seen the show, I feel like if you haven't watched it by now, you probably won't watch it. And I don't think you'll watch it based on our review. But I, I would recommend not checking it out, especially if you've never gotten into The Office, never gotten into Parks and Rec. This is just one of those Netflix shows that they're going to keep throwing trailers for in your face. And I would just find the next – there's how many thousands of things to watch on Netflix. Find mm-hmm. the next thing on the top ten list, and I guarantee you it's better. In fact, it's Avatar in a lot of those cases. So I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Watch, watch Avatar instead. Here's the thing, too. Um, there's nothing wrong with just waiting, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I, I haven't heard any talk about a season two, but I would be surprised if they didn't have one just because of the investment they have in this thing. Right. Um, so they're going to come out with a season two eventually. Um, just wait till season two comes out. And I personally think that season two is going to be better. I think it's going to be hard not to be better. Mm-hmm. But if, if there are generally positive reviews for season two, then maybe you want to go and tough it out for season one and then watch season two as well. I, I'm with you, John. I wouldn't go watch season one right now. No. Turn on Avatar. Turn on mm-hmm. literally anything. Literally anything. Um, but uh, – no rush to watch it, um, but like I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Season two is a little better. But John, do you have anything else to add before we sign off? I just wanted to thank you guys for letting me come aboard uh, this uh, much better vessel than the one ridden on by by the Space Force team. Um, I feel I feel great to be a part of it. So um, I know we're going to be working on what the next kind of content is. And we just want to encourage you guys to keep, keep calling, keep interacting with us on our social media. Uh, our sponsors, thank you again. Thank you very much for uh, sponsoring us today. Uh, I'm just, I'm so excited, man. Uh, it's it's going to be, it's hey. going to be fun. And I can't wait to have Dean back on too. Dean, we missed you today, buddy. Uh, I'm really curious to hear because Dean was also pretty negatively ad, uh, and, and adverse to Space Force, but I know that he was kind of like you, Rick, where he did find a couple of highlights. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. curious have, if our ratings would have changed. Maybe he would have had the highest rating out of all of us. Um, but, you know, give us some – all you guys listening out there, give us some feedback, and I hope you had a lot of fun today. Um, and we're looking to do it more in the future. Yeah, I know I had a ton of fun. I'm sure next time Dean joins us, we'll, uh, we'll get his, uh, his input on Space Force in the earlier part, the news and notes section of the show. Um, but we were super happy to have you on today. Um, I can't wait for future episodes. And unlike Space Force, mission accomplished. But (laughs) with that said, with that said, hang with your bros, love your hoes, and except for Space Force, watch those shows. See you next time.